Hello. Hey there. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome back to the Tully and Alma show, the Alma and Tully podcast. Yes. <laughs> What's her name? The best, the best show in town. <laughs> all of the towns. All of the towns. The place <laughs> where you come for all things people and work. People. Mm, and to nerd people out at work. People at work. Yeah, what do we, we we have a pending conversation? And so those of uh, uh, our listeners out there, please feel free to chime in on this conversation. We have some people who have voted for people at work. Just kind of some podcasts with that oh, name. For, for the title of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. for the title. Well, yeah. we know what the topic is. It's definitely people at work. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, merch will be coming your way at some point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine March with the photo we have right now? It's like all awkward on my on my couch. <laughs> we, uh, you know, we we've 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 left ourselves um, uh, ample room to improve, and uh, we are very grateful to all of you who are listening or watching us right now, uh, as we and 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 uh, as you come on the journey together with us. Yes. Yes. Thank you for joining us on this journey. Yeah, seriously. So Alma, what are we, uh, what are we talking about today? You stole the question from me. <laughs> oh, uh, would you? Uh, okay, ask me, ask me, ask me. Sorry. So uh, Julie, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to talk about something called learning teams. Now, if you're wondering what that is, stay tuned. We're going to explain what that means. And we're going to explain that by, um, and you know, maybe starting off with a story or a little bit of a story where yeah. I get to ask Alma, my co-host, um, to tell me about a time that she, that you, Alma, um, <laughs> were part of a team. And, um, you know, let's try to use that story throughout our conversation today so that we could identify, you know, yeah. maybe some challenges that come up in team settings, working as part of a team. I think a lot of people today are working on teams. Um, yeah. How we might be able to solve that challenge by being, you know, again, a learning team, whatever that means, stay tuned. Um, and, you know, and, and, and finally some, you know, some takeaways and some, some tips and tricks that you too can use on your own, uh, in your own teams to better your teams and to become more effective at work and hopefully uh, happier and uh, more fulfilled while you're doing it. So yes, you sell it so well. Now I want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, I I, I, I do. I, I really do mean it. I really do mean it. Yeah, I, no, I think I that I think that um, one of the things that that you and I share, Alma, mm -hmm. is that we uh, I think we both got into the study of people at work and to into yeah. this work in some way. And, you know, e even though it's from different directions, um, from a shared belief that uh, people's lives in, I don't think it's hyperbole to say it, but people's lives can be better as a result of work practices. So. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what we're aiming for. No, no less. <laughs> no, just that. <laughs> We'll settle for for nothing less. And that's actually true. That is kind of our our driving force, uh, at least in our professional life. Yeah. In 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 a nutshell, right? So. Yeah. So so Alma, um, yeah. Why don't why don't you start off by by by? I know that you have a a really cool example from a past work experience. Um, and yeah. So t tell us about that team experience. Okay. Cool. So the context was a few years ago. 
I was an external consultant and got brought into this textile company. Um, but the textile, textile company, like, like, do, do they, they make like, like clothing or like, uh, like upholstery, oh, cool. okay. upholstery, like up yachts and yeah. Um, oh, like a high end yeah, stuff. Okay. Cool. Upholstery and also like school bus upholstery. Actually a lot oh. of their stuff is here around the U S so. interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. Like Colombia. Yeah. Cool. Okay. And this, this was actually a, a, a family owned business for many, many years. And then they bought and bought and did better and better. And now it is a multinational. And at the time that I come in, um, there were six or seven companies already trying, you know, that had come together, they had acquired these companies and they had this big challenge of like, how do we not only help everyone feel part of this one name this one 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 group one name i won't use their name but uh abc company right upholstery yeah. company and then and then specifically we formed a team we worked with a team of 20 about 25 leaders right who were from all different areas representing different areas of the organization and were, were they also representing uh the different companies that kind of merged together yeah yes cool. Yes, cool. yes yes so they yeah. also came from kind of yeah. different um cultural like organization cultural yeah. backgrounds and some of them had already been brought on like a year before some of them or maybe it only been in six months whatever and so they were still trying on like this idea of like what it means to now be part of of the big parent company and so we had a specific task or a challenge which was surveys they had done internal and external surveys and there was a huge discrepancy between how they, all of them as a company, uh, provided customer service to the end customer, right? To the, to the yacht and owners. To the yachts. <laughs> well, the the makers of yachts, more like oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to be nice to yacht owners. That's an easy one. Um, of course, but of course. There's a lot of discrimination in in the world on yacht owners. They are they're, they're a group that really needs different story. <laughs> But anyways, so they, uh, oh gosh, yes. Uh, let me get back to this. Sorry. So, so meaning, meaning there's okay. a, there, there's a discrepancy between the way that they're treating ah, their customer customers. Service. Yeah. Right. Okay. So service. So they were, they did really well at providing and having like a, a, this attitude of service and customer service to their end clients. Right. But internally, and I guess this is not a surprise. It's a bunch of different people from different companies and different areas and, and like many organizations, a little bit siloed sometimes. So internally, they were not so good at providing that same attitude and that same type of service uh, to their colleagues, to their internal clients. And so the 25 of us were tasked with like, all right, first we went through a leadership development program. They designed an initiative focused on this. How do we help people or how might we, we didn't actually frame it like that, but now I would, <laughs> but basically like, how do we help people change the way they think about service specifically so that service and customer service is also extended to internal clients. So it was okay. a focus on internal service. Perfect. So we want to change their minds and change their behaviors. Beautiful. So I'm going to press pause on that story because that's, that, that, that's great. Right. And, yeah. and so you have a, you, you have a, you have a team of mm -hmm. people that are coming together from different, not only from different parts of one organization, 
Well, yeah. they're one organization now, but they're from different parts of various organizations that are now one organization to solve yeah. a, a very, you know, a, to solve a challenge around service in the, in the company. And I can imagine that a lot of our listeners, and I, I know that for myself too, right? When you, you come together with a group of people as a team to solve a particular challenge, there are all sorts of challenges in doing that, right? Working on a team is a challenging thing to do. And I wonder if before we talk about solutions, if maybe we could identify in some way, like what are, what are some of the big problems or, or challenges, I should say? What are, what are some of the big challenges of like trying to accomplish something on a team that don't necessarily exist when I'm working together or maybe even with one partner? <laughs> okay, so I would start with communication. Um, yeah. When I'm working with myself, I communicate with myself and I get it. <laughs> I get <Yeah>. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes I get me, but I, I can usually work it out. So communicating. Going up on the whiteboard. Communication. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very good. What else? So like, how do you, how, how do you coordinate actions, right? Yeah. How do you, divvy, let's, let's, I'll try to not use consultant speak, but okay. please call me out on that. But sure. um, how do you like divvy up tasks? Yeah. Yeah. Who does what? Done. So you yeah. coordinate, how yeah. do you make, how do you also, um, there are moments where, you know, something is not working. And well, there always will be moments that something's yeah. not working. So yeah. when I'm working by myself and something's not working, like I might call up a friend and try to use a soundboard, or I might do some brainstorming, or I'll look up other cases, like I'll Google and try to find, okay, how have other people try to solve this problem? But when I'm on a team, then there might be egos, and then you might have to talk, and so you kind of have to detach. This thing is not working, but oh, shoot. Um, Francisco was in charge of it. How do we talk about this without Francisco feeling away? Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and conflict management and problem solving and communicating and working through those things. How do you come up with new ideas? Also, mm -hmm. um, when you might have different, you know, in corporations they use like ownership, like I own this process and you own that one, and da da da. And there are some good reasons for having ownership, right? Accountability and responsibility, but it can also make it really challenging because if you want to be like, Tuli, <laughs> uh, this thing over here, like our end user, whatever yeah. is just not getting it, you know, how do, how do we talk through that? How do we work through it so that we can actually look at moving forward? with whatever it is. So those are some of the things. There's awesome. More. No, but that that's great. That's great. No, no, these are some really uh, big challenges, right? So the communication, yeah. coordination, how do you troubleshoot, just group dynamics stuff yeah. um, is what I heard you say, conflict yeah. management, yeah. ownership of ideas. Um, right. All these things are, are, are totally, um, I, I think lots of people could relate to those challenges when you're trying to work together as a team. Um, and like, I think that, I'm, you know, there's part of me that wants to ask you like, okay, it sounds really challenging. So what are the advantages of working on a team? Um, but there are so many, right? And that, that's pretty obvious. What, what are some things that come to mind first? Like what, what, what are the big advantages? Well, one challenge I didn't say that maybe not everyone will think of this, but one challenge is like, how do you actually enjoy the process and enjoy and actually mm. tap into what is called collective intelligence? And, and by that, I just mean the uh that we are greater than the sum of the parts right like we are actually 
together when we're working when a when a group of people is really rowing the boat in the same direction what we can come up with together is can be so much more enriching and exciting and robust than what any single individual can do i know beautiful so on, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to write that on the right-hand side, right? Like the, the okay. advantage. And oh, we, you're I'm right. sure, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm just taking some notes here. Um, <laughs> but like on, 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 the, on the whiteboard in your mind, yeah. dear listener, yes. right? We just talked about all these challenges on the left-hand column of working on a team. But on the yeah. right hand, even though we could fill that up with all sorts of advantages, I think yeah. one beautiful way that Alma just summed it up uh, as is we're trying to tap into something that Alma called collective intelligence, right? Yeah. Which, mm -hmm. if, if I understand correctly, is the, this idea that um, together, multiple people are much smarter than just one person, right? Um, and it's not just, right, you know, the, the old adage that, you know, two people are not just, uh, you know, it's not just two individuals, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's much more. Than the sum of the parts or whatever. Yes. Whatever. Yeah, not how it goes, but you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So, but but the idea, the idea, of course, is that as a team, when a team works well, yeah, you can you can do some amazing things. Yes. Right. And you can have fun. Let's not forget that. And you can have fun doing it. And you can have fun doing really. it. But by the way, having fun. And grow and learn. Let's and, not forget learning. Exactly. It, we, right. I mean, to me, like, learning is fun. fun. And and but 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 I, I agree with you. I agree with you. You can have fun, and you can, and and a sense of fulfillment. I mean, you know, yeah. I think that uh, human beings, um, even wherever you are on the on the on the on the scale of of, of introversion and extroversion, there's yeah. there's always a lot to be gained from your interaction with others. You right. know, um, and and there there's a certain fulfillment that comes with it. Again, when it's done well, and of course in moderation, right? Some people can right. only do it for a certain amount of time uh, in the day, and you know we we honor that, of course, uh, yeah. 100%. Um, but like you said, it could be a very very fulfilling way uh, for us to spend our days is coming yeah. up with problems, uh, coming up with solutions to problems and problems, uh, uh, you know, on a team, right? Yeah. So yeah. these are some, these are some great challenges, and um, how do we? Are, are we ready? Are we ready to start solving them? Yeah, I could I can tell you about uh, how that particular team. Going back to the story at the textile company, should we start there? Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Okay, so so all of those challenges that we just named off, communication, all of that. Uh, those those are of course part of it, but basically. Um, we're talking about 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 a nine month period. project. Yeah, the the implementation. So okay. we'll, we focus on that nine months of like, all right, team, we have these ideas. Um, they had designed these things, so that was really important. There was a sense of like, this is our thing. We designed it, and now we're doing it, and we're implementing, and we're gonna see how it works. We have some cool ideas. And let's start doing it and see how people react. And, and in that scenario, Alma, was yeah. there one or two of these challenges that we listed off that maybe if you could recall going into this project, into the implementation phase yeah. of the project that you're talking about, were there one or two of those that you were maybe more concerned about than others? Um, yeah, you know, the one that, okay, so this this super important topic of Feedback. So I didn't, we didn't use that word specifically, 
Okay. But basically, when you have to troubleshoot and you got to talk about ownership and you've got to communicate, there's always and something isn't working, right? Feedback is implicit in all of this. It's like one of the ways that you're going to get through it. So I remember that culturally I was in a context, a lot of the organization, right? The companies that had been bought and acquired were very used to hierarchical structures, mm. right? And that and that hierarchical structure can also get you as a worker, as an employee, very much into, um, I do the things that I got to do. And when I get called for feedback from my boss, this is inherently negative. <laughs> because if I do something well, it's just a very quick, like, nice work, right? Yes. So my concern was, my concern at the beginning was, all right, it's going to be so important for this team to be constantly talking and kind of gauging how our ideas are actually working and iterating, like adjusting, 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 changing. We cannot do that without good communication, without good feedback. Yeah. And I wanted that feedback to be detached, right, from the person who maybe carried out the task that didn't work. So that was a huge challenge. It's like, how do I help um, the people in this team come together and talk openly about what we're trying and testing out yep. and not feel a certain way about it, not take things personally, when someone's like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, this didn't, didn't work. So I would say that. I guess it's, it's a mix of trust, communication, how to give feedback in a way that is really productive. And like, I, okay, here's a first secret. I never used the word feedback. I never used it. Um, and I don't know how intentional it was. I, I don't want to give uh, old me. <laughs> no, that, that's very fair. But, uh, but, I, but I think that the concerns that you're, that you're describing are, are but I wanted feedback yeah, without yeah. using the word. I wanted so much of it. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, meaning you wanted you wanted feedback or for yourself or you wanted you I wanted, wanted to create... them. To, I wanted to create a I create a, a team dynamic and the yeah. meetings because we were frequently meeting in person. Yeah. Um, we had a we had a WhatsApp chat and everything as well, and I wanted the dynamics to be that feedback would be free flowing and would not cause personal conflicts, that our conflicts would be focused on what we were doing, what was working, what wasn't working, what was adjusting. So that was like, that was probably my biggest challenge because you have to set the tone that there can be trust that, you know, we're all working the same and, and also like get them excited about what they're doing in moments where we're maybe a lot of things we tried didn't work, you yeah. know, yeah, there are absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, at the top of our conversation, we talked about this concept called a learning team. And yeah. would you say that that team was a learning team? Yeah. Um, if so, how? And you can either describe first what a learning team is and then talk about how, or you could talk, or you could give us an example of like how it worked and then tell us what a learning team is. I don't know. <laughs> Do your <Okay>. thing. <laughs> Do your thing. <laughs> You're free. <laughs> Take the mic. Okay. But so, I only gave you two options. <laughs> I'm going to go with option C. <laughs> oh, very good. Excellent. <laughs> no, actually, I don't even remember the options anymore because I'm laughing too much. All right. But basically, I will answer the question. Yeah. Uh, it was a learning team. 
Yeah. It was definitely a learning team. I think it was a process of becoming, and but we actually did it fairly quick. And so um, I think I'll share a few moments where I can say there are specific moments I remember where like, wow, what a cool team. And there was yeah. a sensation of like, even in tough moments. So I remember maybe halfway through, we have um, implemented a lot more and we have little mini task force of people who are physically taking a, what's like a story booth to different areas of the company. And also to add complexity, there were different buildings. <laughs> so that was actually a logistical thing. So you had task forces and, and um, we came together for this meeting and people were kind of, of down because a boss or two around there had kind of put the brakes on the plan that we had mm -hmm. so we were due to like okay it's go time we're going live with this thing and the excitement is up here like a 10 out of 10 we're excited and we just get this news and so I tell them let's meet let's meet this afternoon right the uh, a VP had put the brakes on and said no we need to look at this and we need to look at that you know as as happens sometimes in absolutely so right? yeah. so they come into the meeting and they're kind of like down. We sit in a circle. Um, we almost always sat in a circle and just started asking questions like, okay, first, how, how are you feeling? How are you doing with this? All right. What was the plan we had for today? They started talking. And then um, once they expressed their frustrations, which this we didn't always happen, but it was very important in this moment because it was a big setback for them. So they kind of expressed what they were feeling got that out and then and then we said okay now with this new reality what else could we work on and there were a few questions that the team it wasn't even me that's what made it so cool um one of the leaders said well what can we do right now since this got paused what can we do right now and then one of the guys was like oh in my shop he was in sales in my shop we could actually probably use it for this. And I have a good, da, 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 da. and then another one was like, Oh, you know what? We could fix this. I could edit this video. Da, da, da. And another one. And da, so da, they da. ended up. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? No, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining what, da, da, da. Yeah. you know, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Yeah. So basically they just, it became the, 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 like the cool frenzy of, there are still our possibilities and what uh, can we do? Uh, and so that was, they didn't wait for the cue of a leader, right? They took initiative amongst themselves. They also had the liberty to kind of talk about how they were feeling and the frustration and that was acknowledged. And, and then they also realized like in that moment, they were learning together how to overcome a setback. And a challenge that was completely out of their control. So that that that's hopefully that's a good little picture of a of a scene where I was like, this is such a learning. Team. I think it is, and I I especially appreciate that um, that you're painting that scene at a moment of adversary, because you know you often yeah I I think I think it's probably true that you often learn about the strength of a team uh, and maybe the strength of individuals too, um, you know when they face some sort of challenge. Um, yeah, you know, and and so yeah, it it, it does sound um, now now. So what what was it that made them a learning team, or or do we want to define what a learning team is? 
Okay, I could I could give it a shot. I think there are. Okay. <laughs> there are there are a few things. Um a, a learning team is is a team that has the mindset of we are going to be continually learning through challenges, mm-hmm. right? That so there's an expectation that there will be challenges and we'll figure it out together. That's huge. And to support that mindset, they have some behavioral habits. Mm. Um, those might be unofficial. And I think the habits come from, like, I, I, I'm not saying that they, that every learning team, you know, has this routine that they do with the da, 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 da. No, but there definitely are behaviors that are habitual in how they talk to each other, um, how they approach challenges, how they delegate, how all of the, how they do those challenges, how they do teamwork is focused on together, we will make it through and um, we will learn something through this. So one of the habits is definitely feedback. Another is assertive communication. And then there's a few, we don't have to get into all of them, but how would, what, how would you define it though? What would you change about that definition? I wouldn't change anything about that definition. I um what I, what I what I'm curious about. I, I mean, p- mostly because I don't really have a, I, I don't really know exactly what a learning team is. Um, I mean, I know a little bit, but I, I, you, you know this a lot more than I do. And um, um, what I'm curious about, and may, I, I wonder if this is a fair question, but let's say you know, let's paint a, I don't know, I don't. Am I using the word counterfactual correctly? I don't know. Anyway, but painting a counterfactual, um, suppose that this team that you were a part of and yeah. um, was not a learning team. Mm-hmm. How do you think they might have approached this challenge when 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 a, when a VP was putting the brakes? Thank yeah. you. That's a great question. In a, uh, uh, dear audience, he this was not stage scripted at all. That is a fantastic question, Julie. Okay, now and you got me very excited because I, I I think I can answer in a lot a lot of ways. I've been on unlearning teams. <laughs> <laughs> unlearning. That's good. You heard it here. Coined here. Unlearning teams. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are a plethora of unlearning teams. <laughs> great. Oh, that's that's too funny. Okay, so what would have happened? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. It was an unlearning team. If I take that scene, right? And there were many like that where we could openly give each other feedback, brainstorm, et cetera, et cetera. On an unlearning team, um, there is such a mindset on performance and that whole idea of each person's responsibility and this is my process and this is my world and these are my tasks. Because, and it's not because they're bad people. This is not, it is not, an unlearning team is not because the people on this team do not want to learn. It is a, it is a collective dynamics thing. Mm-hmm. So you could be an individual who really loves learning, but you're on a team that has not figured out how to have the habits and change their, their own mindset collectively uh, to in order to do that. So, and actually, let me, read i'd love to read a quote because there actually is um there are a few experts on this topic of learning teams um i'm definitely not Alma Kiroga is one of them <laughs> <laughs> definitely not julie says lies <laughs> that's a lie but okay so a, a really good book a classic book actually the latest edition came out in 2006 it is peter senge's the fifth discipline 
if I pronounced that incorrectly, uh, listeners, please write us, <laughs> correct us, but we think it's Senge. Anyways, so Peter Senge wrote the fifth discipline, and it is about learning teams, and that he calls them disciplines. I just said habits. It's similar, right? And so he says that all learning teams and learning organizations, so these types of organizations that are continuously learning, have mastered five disciplines, right? And in his introduction, I would say there's this quote that really points to why this can be so hard for us in the for-profit world, especially in for-profit companies to have the mindset that would allow us to be learning teams. Um, so this is from another, it's embedded from another author. Our prevailing system of management has destroyed our people. Oh, yes. Sorry, for, uh, Senge is quoting someone? Yes, Senge is quoting someone. Yeah, I forgot. But you don't remember who? He's quoting. Yeah, I can say that. So he oh. is quoting Dr. W. Edwards Deming, who has since passed on, but who worked in quality control for many, many years and wrote about management, but is basically talking about organizations and teams. So Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. No, thank you. Good clarification. Our prevailing system of management has destroyed our people. People are born with intrinsic motivation, self-respect, dignity, curiosity to learn, joy in learning. The forces of destruction begin with toddlers. A prize for the best Halloween costume, grades in school, gold stars, and on up through the university. On the job, people, teams, and divisions are ranked as reward for the top, punishment for the bottom. Management by objectives, with a capital O, quotas, incentive pay, business plans, put together separately, division by division, cause further loss, unknown and unknowable. And so you might be saying, <laughs> it's going all the way back into childhood, like what does this have to do? But I think the heart of, or like the principle that that, um, that, that Dr. Edwards was talking about was, this issue that since in organizations, we continue to think uh, strictly in performing, doing the things so that we can get the ranking, get the sales quota, get the whatever it is. And we're very tied to those metrics and like achieving just as most Western, you know, traditional Western schooling is also that way, get the grade, get the star, get the whatever. This makes it, this goes against learning teams because one of the first things you've you'll want to break down <laughs> is that attachment to performing or output um, and putting that before outcome so my area so for example with with this specific team these are people who had to reach sales quotas and who had metrics in the areas there were people in finance there were people in um research and development. There were people in, in the lab and laboratory and et cetera. And they all had performance measurements, just like anyone who's working in an organization right now. And those are not bad, but what we were able to create with this team that came together to focus on how do we help people become more service oriented was we were able to say like, we don't have we're not worried about metrics. We're not worried about how many people come to our events or do the things. We are worried about this outcome. 
we want to see how do we really help people become more service oriented and see that in their behavior, which is a learning mindset because now I'm not, and we were also doing it together. So there are two, going back to the quote, there are two ways that, two really important ways um, from that quote that they were a learning team or that we were a learning team was not having just an isolated plan of attack, right? Yeah. Coming together and then continuously talking about it because we were free of worrying about the metrics and how we were performing. So uh, that's great. And, and so if I'm understanding you correctly, on your team, if they were, if they were not a learning team and if they were very output-oriented yes. and not outcome, then they would, they would basically be stalled by mm-hmm. the by this VP who basically put a kibosh on on a particular output, a kibosh. A, like put a put a put a stop, put a stop okay. to a particular okay. output, stopped you know, blocker. Yeah, blocker. blocked blocked a particular output. But instead, they're like, okay, we might not be able to do that thing, but we have a bigger picture in mind. We have a larger outcome that we are aiming towards, and so yeah. we can come together. And while we might be frustrated because we were just blocked. And we're humans, and that's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can also share uh, and learn from each other, share this experience, and learn from each other, so that we can remain focused on the larger organizational outcome. Yes, yes. I'll just add to that: an unlearning team in that scenario with the VP blocking would also maybe have pointed fingers, blamed this one or that one, um, then you know, not given ideas, gotten completely stalled, uh, then each one would have tried to retreat into, well, that's not my responsibility. Well, I don't own that. Well, that's Tommy's, that's Susan's, that's whoever's, right? So it becomes very counter, counterproductive behavior if you're, if you're trying to reach an outcome. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. So my next question, and I think, and because, and, and uh, I, Thank you for explaining all this, Alma. I think I think it was very clear, and and I think it's um, something I would certainly strive for with any team that I'm on. Um, yeah. And 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 I and I can relate, right? I've also I've been on teams that have been learning teams, and I've been on teams that have been unlearning teams. Uh, <laughs> it is true. Um, yeah. Of course, the, the the million dollar question here is how do we ensure that our teams become learning teams as opposed to unlearning teams. What, what, are some, what are some practices that we can implement on a team that will, um, either practices or mindsets that will ensure that we are a learning team? Yeah, I'll mention a few, but then you're actually really knowledgeable about one of them. So we yeah, and 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 to be honest, I, I mean, I'm 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 somewhat knowledgeable, and it's also possible that this is a whole other topic. I, and right. I think That's I think each one of the each one of yeah. these things that we might point out might be yeah. a topic unto unto themselves. So I think that we can kind of briefly discuss them and talk about them, but they're worthy of deeper uh, exploration. I want to say. Yeah, I think that if you have the opportunity of, um, of if you are like the leader of the team let's let's maybe approach it in that way sure. yeah. <laughs> maybe there's some shared leadership or whatever but sure. if you are the leader of the team like one of the biggest questions I think um, you can be asking yourself as a leader or what one of the questions that I was asking myself it was like uh, how do I 
normalize talking about mistakes, um, how to just openly mistakes or I don't yeah. even, I, I doubt I use the word mistake, but how do, how do I normalize conversation and constant conversation around what's working, what's not? Yeah. Um, how do I focus their attention on the outcome? So some of it might be communication routines, right? Also checking my own behavior as a leader. Because uh, it's not just communication, right? It's, it's, it, you have to watch out to not be hypocritical. Like if, if we say that we're going to create, in, in this team, I want there to be openness and trust and, and that you can talk through what's not working in your work and what you're not liking and et cetera. Or you can have a, an idea that just doesn't pan out. All of those things are okay. That's, that's a concept called psychological safety, right? Like I, I, I feel psychologically completely safe to talk about those things. I think that's huge for learning teams. I, I would argue that it's kind of impossible <laughs> to have a learning team without fostering those shared beliefs. And that is done through habits, um, through routines, where you as a leader, like set the tone and you start talking about, oh, this isn't working for me. And you normalize it. I think normalizing, giving feedback and constant feedback, as opposed to formalizing feedback, as opposed to making every conflict or every error uh, a thing we got to talk about and we have to meet, you know, it's also how much attention you give to certain things. When you're on an unlearning team, when you're on a performance mindset and track, all you have to do is observe what is given energy, attention, and weight in the meetings yeah. what yeah. do they talk about the most what are they blah, blah, blah. and it'll be very different from from a learning team and so like in my experience uh setting the tone so that those types of uh, you know you're, you're kind of creating a space and facilitating facilitating them being their own problem solvers and cheerleaders and <laughs> feedback givers like yeah. that's right yeah. and also trust trust that you have intelligent people that when they come together and when we talk through things we will learn and we will be better and so trusting that process which means that unfortunately a lot of a lot of people just in general conflict gets a bad rap you know like talking about hard things and disagreeing with someone just in, in general is, is is something that is unpleasant to go through and i think that a lot of leaders want to avoid it. <laughs> I, I, I totally, I totally disagree with you. And that is a huge loss. Don't I, like, I'm, I, I completely allow the conflict to happen, guide it, facilitate it. You, that's what you're going to learn. I, I totally disagree with you. Uh, okay, do it. Tell, why? I'm just joking. I just wanted okay. a model. I just wanted a model. Uh, <laughs> disagree. Let's, let's model it. Let's have a fake Conflict well, well, I, I mean, um, I, I, it, this, this happens to be a, the rare case where I do not disagree with you, Alma. I, I fully agree. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree. And um, yeah, I agree that um, that what we are trying to get to is is to creating is we're trying to get to a place where we are creating psychological safety on the team, and that you hit on some of the really important ways that we do that. Right, the leader has to model the behaviors that they want to see, and it has to be, which is which is hugely important on many different levels. 
right? Yeah. Um, the old uh, adage of, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do, does not work. It just doesn't yeah. work. That's not true. It's true. I, I, I believe that to be the case uh, in parenting. And I believe that to be the case when <laughs> you are trying to lead people, right? If you, if you don't do the things that you are preaching, then your people will not do them either. Um, right. and, uh, and, and like you said, you have to embed it into, embed it into the habits of, yeah. your, you know, of, of, of what it is that your work habits, of what it is that you try to do. I mean, this can be done you know, by sharing failure, this can be done in lots of, in lots of different uh, and important ways. One other uh, kind of concept that I wanted to add into the mix, and I think that we'll, we'll spend more time in future episodes talking more about psychological safety and how to achieve it. And I think you already gave us some great pointers of how to achieve psychological safety on a team, right? Um, trust, obviously, right? You can't have psychological safety without trust, you know, um, but the, the other the other kind of concept I'll throw out there is something that I learned in, in one of my classes in graduate school. It's called reflexivity. Um, and reflexivity, reflexivity is, uh, you know, comes from, I, I think it comes from sociology, but I, you know, I don't know, what do I know? Um, but but it, it, it's basically this idea of like, um, you know, the way, I, I, I'll, I'll say it the way I understand it. It's basically the idea of not only um, considering the work itself, but also constantly thinking about and reflecting on how you are doing the work as a team. You know, so pausing and having, you know, pausing and talking about, okay, forget about our outcome, even which is super important, right? We're yeah. trying to make this a, a better uh you know, a, a more service-oriented organization. Super important. Yeah. yeah. How are we doing as a team? How's our, what's our process? What's our process? You know, how's our process going? Anything we need to improve? Um, you don't have to do that like ad nauseum. You know, you don't have to do that every single team meeting, but being aware of that, and especially as a team leader, you know, thinking not only about your outcomes, but thinking also about your process and being reflective about how you're working together as a team um is really uh is an essential quality i believe of a learning team as well yeah that's that one is really good i hadn't thought of that um and it is it is an important i think some teams are able to do it kind of informally right like maybe the leader kind of intuitively knows like how how are we doing check in whatever um i think there's so many so many questions come up but i i will share so i love the idea of team re reflexivity now, the consultant in me, uh, I'm on a few projects right now, Tuli, mm -hmm. and so I'm not going to say even which of what, but there's one I'm on right now, and I'm doing a bunch of interviews with, with colleagues, right, of this team, okay. and one of the things that keeps coming up is this consciousness of like, yeah, we're really good, we're really committed, we're really smart, um, we're doing way too much, but we just don't have time to we never stop to pause and what can we do differently and what what which processes do we do we even have processes not really we're just go 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 and my my hunch is that most big most organizations at least in the west right uh suffer from the same thing that 
were so into go, go, go. And it's part of like national culture too and corporate culture, but so go, go, go that stopping to reflect with your team about how you're doing. <laughs> Sounds like what in the world? What are you? What in the world are you gonna do that? And and you're you're speaking to like something I'm I'm seeing right now, and I keep seeing it. Like y'all need to hit pause and and really talk through this. You are capable of solving some of your own problems. In fact, without us as consultants, yeah. which is often the case. Um, but you need some spaces and some some type of process to be able to reflect together and then decide what you're gonna do. But in your experience, Tuli, like. It's such a beautiful idea, team reflexivity. Have you been on a team where you've been able to do it? Yes. And, and yeah, yeah, yes. And um, and I fully agree. Uh, I, I, I totally hear your point. And I can also hear in my mind um, a lot of feedback that I would receive from some of my friends. You know, it'd be like, what is this fluff? You know, get <laughs> Get your work done. You know, stop talking about your feelings. Got things them. to do. <laughs> yeah, we got things to do. Who cares? You know, to them, I would say, be my guest. Don't do it. I these these are these are things that, from my understanding of like, you know, the of of like the scientific literature on this stuff, will actually make you make more money and do better work <laughs> and like like. The th that's the thing right and, and like you said in the beginning Alma you're gonna have more fun doing it you're gonna have more fun doing it you're gonna enjoy your life you're gonna hate yourself less <laughs> you're gonna take you know that anger and pressure that you feel at work you'll take it out less on your spouse and your children and your friends and your community and you'll be a better yeah. person in this world and so that's the thing like actually look you you know it, it, I think it's pretty easy to say oh we don't have time for that we just got to go 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 and and there, there's something about that culture that is that's unfortunate because also you're just not going to be as successful so um, you know what can I say that would be my my argument for it especially to people that are especially critical of this is like this yeah. is really going to help you yes. Now, wait, wait, okay, there is one thing that I want to push back on just a little bit, not because I disagree with you in concept. What one thing you said that, um, oh shoot, okay, in the last thing you said, you were saying that if you don't, okay, so this is gonna make you better. If you don't do it, you're gonna continue. So one of the issues is that why don't, so why don't teams, adopt this more often right and you're oh you said you're not going to be successful you're not going to be as successful as, as, yeah, as successful all right yeah. so you said you're not going to be as successful unfortunately what i am what i have seen just in my experience with with various organizations over the years that you know what happens is that teams people are very can be very successful in reaching their outputs outputs right doing the things um, that they're supposed to do tied to their metrics. They can be very successful at that without practicing any of these habits, but they pay a huge price. Yeah. They pay a huge. So it's like, I actually, I think it would be even, I love your response to your friends who said this as well. <laughs> like, I love your very no Fs given type of response. Like, well, be my guest, don't do it. However, I would also, you know, like, 
appeal to loss aversion a little bit. You know, okay, you can be very successful. You have been. Look, right. you're a successful team. Like, let's take tech. Sorry to pick on you, tech, but let's pick on tech for a little bit in general. The the industry, the cultural norms, right? Their team norms. We're talking about an industry that has done a lot of things, achieved a lot of things, has been very successful. But what we're seeing, of course, is that people are paying a person a very high personal price yes. for working like crazy, having dealing with toxic work behaviors, et cetera, et cetera. And they're, they're paying a huge price. Like psychologists are making more money right now. Therapists are making more money right now, thanks to this. So it's not that you can't be successful. It's that you will shift. Um, you're going to pay a price for success on an unlearning team. And that price is going to be probably yours personally. There's, there's yeah. going to be I agree with you, Alma, and 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 it's true. I, so let me revise and 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 no, it, 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 you're, you're right. No, I, I, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You can, um, you can be successful as far as like making money, uh, and like you said, meeting outputs. Um, look, there, I, I, th I think that uh, we all know or know of assholes that are very wealthy, right? And um, you know, uh, and and so you can. You can. Um, the question, you know, the question is for how long? Right? Yeah. How long could that sustain itself? And the question, like you said, is at what price? Um, and the question is, can you do the same thing without? <laughs> you're right. You know. Can I be successful and enjoy teamwork? Not in every single moment, because there will be conflicts. That's about, right. But can I overall enjoy teamwork without paying? Right. A Right, right. Like, 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 that's the other thing here, right? Like maybe, so, so maybe I was wrong before. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I have to, I have to look at, at the research more deeply and I'm not sure that I can prove that you'll be more successful. Although I, I, I strongly believe that over time and certainly yeah. more successful as far as like your life and, and, and stuff like that. But, yeah. um, but yeah, like, can you accomplish the same thing without that attitude of like, no, we we can only think about our outputs uh, and not and not about the way that we actually do work. Look, I don't think this is easy, and and you're right, it is kind of a shift of habits and of learned behaviors that are ingrained in us, like um, like that quote that you read before, kind of from childhood in a sense, right? Um, so I don't I I I don't want to pretend that this is easy in any way. Um, I yeah so so it's a great point. So just to conclude here, um, yeah. Tell us the tell us the end of that of that of that of that team story. Um, what were some of the outcomes as a result that that you feel that you can really kind of um, you know that were due to being a learning team? You know, were were you guys successful in your in your project? Um, we were. Now we had okay. So honestly, it was a huge outcome that we were quite ambitious, sure. right? Change everyone's mindset about internal service. Yeah. <laughs> That's huge. So I wouldn't say that we achieved it completely, but we definitely uh, we we definitely did some things that surprised people and challenged them, gave them a voice. So the ideas, the original ideas that they had so within that nine month period, by the end of the nine months, there were some tangible things. So there was like a, a a story sharing booth. There were people who had shared their stories. We had elevated, I think some really important, there were symbols of what it can look like to have an internal service orientation or in, internal customer service, right? 
And we were able to elevate those stories. People heard about our group. People knew about it. I think that was also, there was awareness. There was much, but this was, you know, thousands of people, right, in this organization. So there was awareness that like, oh, they're talking about service. So there was a, there was a little bit buzz. Now, I would say, of course, uh, for that, that to be completely successful, it would have needed some more time because we're talking about a huge, huge goal. But the team itself, let's talk. So one thing is the external stuff, right? Yep. We did external things for the organization that were cool. There are pictures. There are people who have good memories of things that they engaged in. And, um, and who can probably, even if I called them up right now, be like, oh yeah, that thing. Okay. Maybe we didn't reach everything. But if I focus also on the team itself, those 20, 23 people, um, and I'd love to call them up and talk to them in a while and see if they actually agree with me. But what I think, my perception and, and the feedback that I got from them at that time, like explicit feedback, Absolutely. is that they had a completely energizing, different type of experience on a team. It was fun. It was exhilarating because they got to try things, because they had a leader who trusted them, who gave them, you know, a space and that sounds, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like it was part of their experience. They were able to talk about things. They lived through what now I would call like feedback. They, they learned how to habitually give and receive feedback and not even think about it that much. Like very, very informally, very casually and more oriented to like, okay, cool. Let's do this adjustment oh, you're right. I didn't see how that was. And so these people who I thought at the beginning of the nine months were who had come from kind of a hierarchical like performance mindset towards the end were so open with each other. They made friends with each other too. That doesn't, that doesn't always result, probably not the best of friends, but they, they had this experience where they realized it was possible to really enjoy and that it was really cool to see the process we went through as a team and that we surprised ourselves yeah. that we did things that we wouldn't have thought of at the beginning. And I think we all became better communicators too. Really. I learned a lot about communication there too and trusting the process, just like, okay, there's a conflict. I'm not going to get in there. I'm not going to try to stop the conflict. Let's let it go. Okay. Talk about it. Okay. What did you feel? Okay, cool. And then you're like, Oh, Conflict isn't the worst thing in the world. Oh, look, we didn't explode. <laughs> We're right. still alive. We made it through. So there were a lot of a lot of results. Does that answer the question? Or? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that for me, one of one of my takeaways from today is that yeah, is that we really need to we need to I think we need to expand our definition of success, and yeah. and 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 even in corporations, and even yeah. if you're mo even if you're most narrow. Even if you're a pure capitalist, whatever that means, and 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 you, you know, and and you say that the only job of a corporation is to make money for its shareholders or whatever, 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 whatever you might say, um, <laughs> you can still th there is still a definition of success that says you know, I'm thinking like of two experiences I've had on two distinct teams, and I'm just thinking mm -hmm. of how I felt when I got when I either left a meeting together with my teammates or mm -hmm. got off of a zoom call together with mm -hmm. my teammates. Mm -hmm. And I think that people can relate to this. Sometimes you get off of a zoom call. Let's I'm thinking zoom because we're real virtual yeah. these days, yeah. right? Sometimes you get off a zoom call with your team and you just feel drained. 
yep. you feel drained. You're like, what? I don't know. Uh, it's just, it's not pleasant. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. And sometimes you get off and you're energized and yeah. you feel great. And um, that's, th th that's really worth it. That is, that is something that, that is worth it. And I do believe that in the long term, um, mm -hmm. that, will, that will bring a lot of success both to yourself or to, to mm -hmm. ourselves and to the work that you're doing. Um, I don't know, like I'm not to get like too big here, but like, you know, what, what, what is life about? Right. <laughs> Truly like, like I, 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 I'd like to believe that, that a part of our lives is about doing good in whatever, in whatever it is that we're doing. Right. So like if it's a meeting with a team, let, let, let's do good. Let's make the people around us and ourselves feel right. Let's, let's approach this in a way that is adding some good into the world. Um, right. I know that's a little preachy and, and, uh, and um, I don't know, idealistic in some way, but wh why not? You know, it's, it's life. It's, it's precious, you know? Yeah. Yes, definitely. And I like that. I like that image of, of uh, the moment of getting off of a zoom call with your team. I think that's a huge, <laughs> a really cool metric. That's a better metric. Like, and the more you won't have every meme like that, but the more it's more common for you to be energized. Yes, you're right. Like, wow, the things that you can achieve, if, we, if, if you want to talk about achievements, like the things that you can achieve when you are energized uh, by being with your team. And then knowing that you'll carry, you will remember, like psychologically, we will remember that last feeling and we'll go into the next meeting with that team expecting more of the same right yeah 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 <laughs> and by expecting it there's a little bit of self-fulfilling prophecy thing that goes on and and in a good way that's where that's like the positive part of of those expectations if we go into it as well um based on the experience and we and we tend to want to recreate or get back to that point i think that's a really that's a cool metric speaking of different ways to define success like totally but going one step to a moment where you asked me about what are some practical tips for a learning team, I would say, hey, leader, me, hey, me, <laughs> think about like, what are the metrics, metrics that um, you set up for your team to see if your team is successful. If your metrics are the plain and simple traditional, the same ones as they've always been, well, then maybe you can start there too and yeah. expand. Yeah. Right. So that was really cool. That's great. Um, did we get it? Did we get it all? Anything else? <laughs> well, I think we covered it all. So we're probably going to stop this podcast now because now we've talked about everything. So anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, next week, tune in. We have a really awesome guest that's going to talk to us about curiosity, among other things. Yes, yes. Thanks. Cool. We have so much to talk about, but that's okay. Yeah, thanks. thanks. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Oh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Bye. Bye.